Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Tuesday morning. Hopefully all of you having a good start to your day. Morning mystery movie clip coming up in less than 20 minutes. Harry Mays at the bottom of the hour as the Eagles season, thankfully, comes to a close, at least in some people's eyes, as we witness a crashing and a burning, unlike anything probably we have seen in I don't know, maybe close to 50 or 60 years in Philadelphia sports. Uh, busy morning with the Iowa caucus results coming in. Media slant, media coverage on it. A lot of people with a lot of things to say. Uh, and also a lot of news going on with the weather, with traffic, with cancellations, closures, delays. And uh, also people stepping aside from their chosen profession. So let's get to the news. Uh, we didn't have one in the 8 o'clock hour, but we have one now. It is time for a Dawn Stenzeland Big 3 at 9. It's the Big 3 and 9 on Kale & Company. Yes, and the Big 3 at 9, sponsored this morning by our friends at Piazza Auto Group. So number one, number one, I take you to... <clears throat> well, I'm going to take you to the Biden... Speaking of work... We'll talk a lot. We'll have a work theme, right? Yeah. So under the umbrella of right to work. So, by the way, as far as work and school, Philadelphia courts closed today due to the snow. Good day for criminals or maybe not so much for justice, but courts closed. (laughs) By the way, Philadelphia schools are open if you can go, if you can make it. But the courts, not so much. They're closed. Today. Isn't every day a good day for crime in Philly? I mean, the courts, Gosh. even when they're open, they don't do anything with oh it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so cases are being rescheduled, and uh, they're putting that out. The city's uh, criminal, family, and civil courts, all offices within them, all shut down, expected to reopen tomorrow. And obviously, thousands of school children are home for a snow day or at least delayed. The Biden administration's new rule Carrying a lot of weight with independent contractors and the companies that hire them. We need to have this on our radar. The U.S. Department of Labor has released, you know, that long anticipated quote unquote final rule. So it takes effect actually in March, March 11th. But in this one, remember Trump changed during the Trump administration. They changed some of the rules as far as what defines an independent contractor. Mm -hmm. So we want to get this on our radar and talk about this. Because I want to think about this during the pandemic, the number of independent workers in the United States increased, nearly doubled to 31.9 million independent workers. I've got to imagine that was because of layoffs or people losing their job because of the pandemic and then kind of going out and doing their own thing, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is the Biden administration. They are saying they are redefining what an independent worker looks like, claiming, oh, well, they're, they have to get minimum wage, et cetera, et cetera. And this is to make sure they're taxed and, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you already have National uh, National Federation of Independent Businesses, U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Commerce publicly stating their opposition to the new Biden rule. But think about it. This does affect 31.9 million Americans. Yeah. It impacts your bottom line if you are doing this as your main source of income or as a, you know, a side hustle. Yes, sir. Yep. So speaking of work, who wants to work? Who wants to retire we want to get to number two, which is six-time All-Pro Future Hall of Famer Center, our favorite guy, Jason Kelsey. We love you, Jason Kelsey, telling his Eagles teammates last night in the post-game locker room that he is planning to retire. How about He's, that? It's official. Yeah. I think the writing was on the wall. I think he stuck around for you one more go-around. 
Uh, so I'm not surprised, uh, but I would say probably a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah. Uh, over under on how long he it takes for him to become a host on WIP. Uh, well, Rod <laughs> probably has the contract drawn up already. We'll be announcing that later on Thursday. I'm joking. Maybe not. I have no idea. Uh, but look, there's no doubt about it. He will be sought after for a media position, whether it's locally or nationally, TV or a podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, the Kelseys, they can't get away from, uh, you know, Travis more than Jason. But uh, Wait a minute. Jason is the star of their podcast, though. Yeah, but I think Jason I think Travis is just more recognizable because of you know the Swift thing. Okay, but Jason I think carries it with his personality and yeah. his you know his smarts. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm biased here, but I think I think everybody I could, would. Agree. I could see Jason Kelsey ending up on the NFL Network or something like that for sure. Yeah, he I mean, can they, write they, his own ticket. Yeah, a lot of these guys get these nice. I mean, you know, he's not going to get Tony Romo money like you know because quarterbacks. Why not? Well, because come on, Dallas quarterback, you know, versus the fat guy with a beard from the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little different cachet, a little different look. A I think cosmetic that... a difference. Okay, I'm going to push back on that. Now, here one. we go. To- so for Tony, I will say he's he is better at analysis than he is as a person. He's not a okay. He's not the better person. Let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. I think Jason Kelsey has the whole package. He's funny. He is smart. Yeah. He uh, he just brings it. And I, he was named sexiest man. Wasn't he on the sexiest man? Because women love him too. Yeah. Because of the de- the dedicated dad and husband he is. Oh, there's a lot of attractive features to Jason Kelly. I can yeah. see why a lot of women. Yeah, That's he's the, right. He's the everyman. I would say uh, the, one of the four most beloved Eagles of my lifetime. I, 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 yep. we, we had that debate here yep. months ago. Where yep. we say, I, I believe he is the most beloved Philadelphia athlete of all time. Here. Next to B-Doc for me, yep. I would say. I've got Reggie White, Brian Dawkins, and then Nick Foles and Jason Kelsey. Mm, those, those that's be, a good list. Those would be my four. So he's 36. I think we all knew it at, at the end of the game, 32-9, Buccaneers move on. But when he was so emotional mm-hmm. and then waited for his family like that, I think we knew. And by the way, still playing at a very, very high level. Like, he's not yeah. washed up by any stretch. No, not at all. So he not could go all. another two I or three if he wanted to. Stupid calls with him. Oh, we're watching you with your footwork. Blah, I blah, think blah, he blah, just blah, got blah. tired of having Jalen right up his butt, to be honest. You know, you know, a lot of those tush pushes and you're like, you know, let me back up a little bit, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Number three, I don't know. I'm just gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Emmys because yeah. no, I I feel badly for them in a way because the 75th annual primetime Emmy Awards. Did anybody watch? Was that Sunday but or Monday night? That was, was last night. No, I had no idea it was even on. <laughs> Succession, no shocker, huge winner. Okay. Remember when somebody called in and they said they loved the show The Bear? Did you say that, Craig? I know people were calling yes. in. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but. Uh, Man, it, it, huge, huge um, awards for them. Best Actor winner, Kieran Culkin, McCall, okay. McCauley's brother, right? Is that for, my yes, yes, for Succession. Ch- uh, choking up on stage as he thanked his mom while he accepted the the award, then called out his wife, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cute, his wife, Jazz Charton, because they have two young daughters, and he was basically saying, I want more kids. And Which was Kieran, really cute. Kieran Culkin is uh, Fuller from Home Alone. That's Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, but he played the little little dweeb Fuller with the Pepsi and the glasses in Home Alone. 
Oh, he did. Yes, and he's on, but he's on Succession. He's so good Correct. in Succession. Now, I've never, I've never seen that, and that's that's a that's a violation so on my part. Does he at least sound like a grown man, or does he sound like uh, Macaulay? Remember, we played the clip of Macaulay Culkin, who sounded like he was six years old a couple of weeks ago on the show when he accepted that Hollywood Star Walk or whatever it was. Yeah, I did. You know what? Until somebody pointed out, I didn't know that he was the brother. Okay, I didn't either. Believe it or not. For, but, long, for the longest time, he's an incredible actor. Yeah, yeah who, he was. He was the best part of Succession, yeah. in my opinion. Who hosted the Emmys last night? As somebody that didn't even know the Emmys were on, do we know who the host was? Uh, Any snide gosh. political remarks made? Anderson, um, uh, Andy, um, Anderson, something Anderson. Co- Anderson Cooper? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Anderson Silva. <laughs> Name your best Anderson. I have no idea. Anthony who... Anderson, I think. Oh, okay. He was. Uh, he was the cop in Law and Order too. At yes. the end of all, all right. The the best part last night, and this will be this will hit home for you and I, Nick. Maybe nobody else, but I don't care. Um, Christina Applegate came up to Kelly <gasps> Bundy accept an award. Yes, and she has uh, she you know she's battling MS, oh. so she comes up with a cane, and she actually had a very uh, funny line. Uh, I'm just going to play for you like 90 seconds of it. This is this is uh, Christina Applegate um, accepting an award for best supporting actress in a comedy series last night. Here she was. You're totally shaming me with disability by standing up. It's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> body, not by Ozempic. Okay, let's go. Uh, some of you may know me as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Hell yeah. Um, thank you. We don't, we don't have to applaud every time I do something. Um, or Samantha from Samantha Who, or probably maybe my last job from Jen Harding from Dead to Me. It's a great show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. But very few of you probably know me from that debut. I'm going to cry more than I've been crying. Baby Bert Grizzle on Days of Our Lives. It was really a breakout role. Is there a picture? Oh, look at that! Look at that. I, I, I think I've been canceled. Um, anyway. <laughs> there we go. There wow. Was, uh, Christina Applegate last night. God, she's still the same delivery, the same sound. It yeah. still sounds like a sarcastic Kelly Bundy from 1990. Great. Uh, great attitude she yeah. has, you know, for a for a pretty horrific diagnosis. God, she, I didn't know that. She battled breast cancer too. Oh. Like she's yeah, she's had a tough go at it for a while. Wow. Yeah, I mean uh. Emma multiple sclerosis is so treatable. Yeah. You know, I think of of Emma's roofing. I mean that's Steph. Kelly yep. has yep. MS. But for some people who don't have all of those other complications, it's you can take medication, it's very livable and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. For her, I mean, to, to Greg's point, she has just been through it. Yeah. And just waves of horrific other medical problems and now MS on top of it. Terrible. Gosh. Terrible. How, how did she look up on the stage? You said she had a cane. Does it look like, I mean, can you I mean, tell? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she's, she, she's, uh, she's having trouble getting around walking but i mean you know it's uh, for her to be out there and have such a great sense of humor you know yeah it was cool to see i didn't even know she was still active in hollywood as far as like in roles that uh that show that she won the best supporting actress in in a comedy dead to me Mm -hmm. is fantastic if you haven't seen it it is fantastic it's like old school christina applegate where she says the f word every other word it's great love it yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it's on. It's on one of the streaming things. It might be Netflix. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, with you, speaking of streaming, with you guys out yesterday, we got the numbers in in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, Peacock got twenty three million subscribers uh, or viewers for that that wild card it's, game Saturday. It's going to be the death of the NFL. Come on, 
highest stream game by 8 million views. They know exactly what they're doing. It was a brilliant move. Yeah. You couldn't watch that first game on Saturday. I forget. I'm blanking now on what the first game Houston. was. The Houston. Yeah. You couldn't watch that without the Peacock logo at the bottom saying, hey, if you want to see this game, right. Peacock, Peacock, Peacock. Right. And it is kind of hard to watch a, one game, and then if you have nothing else to do, not watch the second game. I know. Right? Like exactly. So they, they, they build it in perfectly. Yeah. Jerks. Well, from Christina Applegate, we go to thank our sponsor, Piazza Auto Group. Start the new year off with special 4.9% financing for 72 months on a brand new 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Crossport, Tiguan, and Taos. Just visit Piazza Volkswagen of Ardmore and Langhorn, or you can always shop online, piazzavw.com. That's P-I-A-Z-Z-A, Piazza Auto Group. Thank you for sponsoring our big three. All right, Don. Thank you very much. 9.15 Tuesday morning. The morning mystery movie clip in about five minutes. So let's try to make sense of the escalating tensions here that we are seeing globally where it really feels, and it took two big plot twists and turns yesterday towards what many people think at some point, either in 2024 or in 2025, we will have World War III. So we have Russia and Ukraine going on. We have that's coming up on the two year anniversary. No end in sight. Money keeps being poured out in the defense of Ukraine. Zelensky shows up, grabs the bag, he leaves, wears his grungy green sweatshirt. Uh, Israel Hamas. We are three and a half months into that since October seventh. We have heard that uh, Xi. It's not a matter of if, but when uh, he will take Taiwan. Joe Biden over the weekend basically did not denounce China and Xi for their goals and aspirations. And now we have our own troops and Americans being attacked in Syria, in Iraq. And then yesterday, Iran claims responsibility after a massive explosion reported near the uh, U.S. consulate in Iraq. They immediately took credit for that, uh, as that happened in close proximity to the consulate in, uh, I believe it's Erbil, Iraq, E-R-B-I-L. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps immediately claimed responsibility for the attack, asserting that they targeted and destroyed what they claimed to be the Mossad headquarters in Erbil. Uh, Mossad is Israel's national intelligence agency. This, as if this was not enough... Uh, the Daily Mail, with his story yesterday, uh, leaked documents say and show that Germany is preparing for Putin and an attack against NATO in 2025 as these leaked secret plans reveal step by step how Russia will escalate conflict to all out war in a matter of 18 months. So, which I, I, on a side note, I find fascinating. Russia has struggled and shown their weakness against Ukraine. A lot of which because, you know, we have aided Ukraine so many different ways, so many different times. But they're going to try to go from taking over what they're doing with Ukraine to going after Germany. And Germany is preparing to have well over 200,000 soldiers um, at their disposal to fight this, uh, you know, potential invasion coming up in the spring and then I saw a story, which I, this is a little wonky. I don't want to go deep dive on it, but I want to give you the five categories. Uh, foreignpolicy.com has a story because we talked about warmongering and elections and, you know, presidents historically getting reelected during wartime. Uh, but they talk about how elections influence U.S. wartime decisions. 
And it's a um, it's not necessarily so much about strategy, but they say there are five different ways that U.S. elections can affect presidential wartime decision making. You can delay, you can dampen, you can spur, you can hang over, or you can be the spoiler. Now, delay means postponing military action until an election takes place. Dampening means watering down strategic action until the vote. Spur is accelerating military activity to appear tough on defense ahead of an election. And then you have hangover and spoiler. It feels to me like Joe Biden and this administration feel like some sort of combination of the first three of delay, dampen, and spur. And you look at also North Korea and South Korea. I mean, it might never officially be labeled World War Three, and I don't even know how you arrive at, like, the official branding of World War One, World War Two, World War Three. But how many more situations do we have to have? And look, you know, the United States loves to be the police of the world. Joe Biden exudes weakness. None of this happened under Trump. It's all happening under Joe Biden. But when we talk about all these different conflicts, within the next year, year and a half, maybe even sooner, we could have five different wars going on in three different continents including seven to eight different countries where the United States is conceivably involved directly or indirectly in every single one. And I don't know what the agenda of the Biden administration is and which camp they technically would fall in here with this, you know, political election war breakdown and classification of administrations and what the agenda is. But, like, when people say we are on the precipice of World War III, and I think I said this yesterday, and Tony Tony made some good points about Iran. You know, we are just itching, I think, as a country to go at it with Iran. And you saw this attack yesterday. They claimed immediate responsibility. Obviously, the connections to Hamas and the financing of certain things over the last three and a half months. Like, it feels like a powder keg and I'm not a hyperbole guy. I don't, I don't say things for shock and awe, even though I make some jokes. Like, this, this feels like it's, it's going to go to hell in a handbasket really soon. Like, globally, no matter yeah. which way you look. And, like, I feel like that's on the verge of happening. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of unrest. There's a lot of unrest everywhere. And, you know, you, you, you hear the drumbeats of war happening. And, um, you know, I, I, I thought it was going to happen. Uh, with you know, with what happened on, on October seventh, um, as far as the you know U.S. involvement, mm-hmm. um, but it hasn't. But if if we you know if, if there is some sort of conflict with Iran, you know we have to respond to that. Yep, and nope. it's not going to be pretty. Nope. So it is not. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of when, not if. All right, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten nine twenty one Tuesday morning. Let's give something away with our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Explosive and implosive. Explosive is the kind of individual that you see screaming at the cashier for not taking their coupons. Implosive is the cashier who remains quiet day after day and finally shoots everyone in the store. You're the cashier. No, 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 no. I'm the guy hiding in the frozen food section dialing 911, I swear. 
I'm going to assign you an anger ally to help calm you down when you're losing. Chuck! Yeah! No, 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 not Chuck. Give me Bobby Knight or, or the porno girls. Hey, heard we're partnering up, huh? Oh, yeah. yes, I heard. Here's that. my number. Oh, great. You're gonna die. Oops, that's a letter that I'm writing. Think you know what it is? Be called 12 at 855-839-1210 and you could win this great prize. Ah, that might be an easy one. I know what it is, and I think there's a little giveaway in the middle of that clip. And if you can identify that movie clip by being caller 12 at 855-839-1210, you will get a digital movie download for Next Goal Wins. Michael Fassenbender stars in this hilarious and heartwarming feel-good underdog comedy. Fassenbender? I'm sorry, Fassbender. Fassenbender. (laughs) Screws fall out all the time, Bender. (laughs) In this heartwhelming, feel-good underdog comedy based on a true story by Academy Award filmmaker Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. There we go. How about that? Say that that. ten times fast. (laughs) Waititi. Uh, Score big by adding Next Goal Wins to your movie collection today. You can buy it on digital and own it on Blu-ray February 27th. Caller 12, 855-839-1210. Harry Mays on this season that was for the Eagles and Jason Kelsey's retirement next on Kale & Company. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg as we head until 10 o'clock to the cut sheet part three coming up in a couple of minutes. What's on tap for the Dawn Show? Who on Twitter and YouTube? All still on the way. Harry Mays in the on-deck circle, and Jill is in Collingswood because she is our morning mystery movie clip winner. Jill, good morning. What clip did we just play for you a few minutes ago? Good morning. That was anger management. That is correct. Well, I actually attended anger management for two sessions about 20 years ago. <laughs> it didn't go over well. Uh, good stuff, good though, Jill. Congratulations. You got the uh, digital movie download for Next Goal Wins. Congratulations, and thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You are That's welcome. Fun. There you go. Jill in Collingswood, our winner. And now we welcome in the man who I think has more blood on his hands with the Eagles than Nick Sariani personally. <laughs> and we're here to break down another loss on the Eagles because that's what we do with Harry Mays. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Uh, good morning. I am uh, taking a cue from Vivek, and I'm dropping out. <laughs> I'm officially in hibernation. The football season is over. Uh, get me to Augusta. That's 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 the mantra. You are officially suspending your campaign on Kale and Company? I'm suspending my campaign, and no! I'm taking all the donations. Don't do it. And I'm going to go uh, to the islands. I don't blame you. Save me a seat. With Nick Sirianni, by the way, because I think oh. he's out. Okay, and I was wow. gonna I was gonna ask you two different ways. Would yeah. you personally move on from him and what do you think the Eagles will do? Well, I don't know what the Eagles will do. I I, I I would if I were Jeffrey Lurie because of what I've witnessed over these past what eight weeks, eight, nine weeks, whatever it's been. They went two and six, I think, since I started coming on this uh ter- terrific uh radio program. And one of those wins was against the lowly Giants. And he's an offensive guy. And what you saw now, I know they were they were handicapped without AJ Brown, and and you go back and think, well, why was AJ Brown playing against uh, the Giants in a meaningless game? Because it was meaningless because you knew Dallas wasn't going to lose. Mm-hmm. So why risk, uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, components of your offense? And it ended up coming back to bite him. He's you know you're, you're down AJ Brown, so it really you know shifted the way uh, Tampa was going to defend you. 
Uh, they didn't run the ball like they did in week three against Tampa. They ran it right down their throats in week three. If you remember, uh, uh, Swift had a tremendous football game. Yep. And uh, they did none of that. They had nothing on offense. And that's his calling card. And that that's one of the biggest reasons why I would move on from him. I don't know if the team quit on him. Uh, but you saw last night uh, at halftime, the first two possessions in the second half, outside of a penalty on pass interference by Tampa, there were two three and outs. Mm-hmm. That team was dead. They were. Okay. And, and that for that reason, uh, the offense has just gone, uh, it's just disappeared. Yep. And also you got to factor in, and this is where I think Jeffrey Lurie looks at this. He looks at who's available. And this is kind of a, a strange uh, year where you've got, you know, Bill Belichick is sitting out there. Mike Vrabel. Jeffrey Lurie's a New England guy. He yep. can find. He could get his hands on, you know, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. Yeah. And I just think he looks at that, and I think he moves on. I I, I just do, and I would, and I think he will, too. That's just my, okay. my gut. All right. Uh, I have no inside information. Right. But one guy that is moving on is Jason Kelsey, moving on yeah. to retirement. Uh, moving on to Canton, Ohio. That's correct. Six-time yeah. Pro Bowler or seven-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro. Obviously, he's a first-ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, if we were down the hall doing sports, you know, eventually the, the day is going to come up where it's, hey, uh, where does Jason Kelsey rank in your most beloved Eagles list? I mean, yeah. I've got him right there in the wheelhouse with Reggie White and Brian Dawkins and then yeah. probably – you know, Nick Foles as the quarterback of a Super Bowl winning team. But it seems to me he's got to be on the short list of not only the most accomplished Eagles of all time, but the one that, you know, the city related to the most as well. No question about it. I mean, he's very high up on that list that you just, you know, he's in, he's on the first, he's on the first page. I mean, he's, you know, you, you just go back to that, you know, the parade. I mean, who's going to forget? Ever, nobody's ever going to forget the Mummers outfit, and nobody likes us, and we don't care. And <laughs> I mean, you know, hungry dogs run faster, whatever all the stuff was. It was, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the stuff you make movies out of. And who knows? Maybe maybe they will make a movie uh, someday. Uh, you know, but he's a definite Hall of Famer. He's going to be missed. Um, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, at a crossroads with a bunch of the guys on this roster i know fletcher cox and brandon graham are still signed for next year both of them have about what 13 million dollars in dead money on their contracts 13 14 million so i don't know if they restructure or if they're coming back at, at those numbers but uh you're you're kind of at a crossroads you know with this with this team that that went to the super bowl and brought mm-hmm. home a championship and went to another one i was just going to ask you that because you, you've got kelsey retiring Brandon Graham's been here since 2010. Remember, yep. you know, it was him and Earl Thomas that debate who's yeah. the better player. Fletcher Cox has been here for almost a dozen years. Uh, Lane Johnson's going on a decade or 11 years. It does feel like kind of the end of an era in many ways with this core nucleus that we've seen that actually started at the end of the Andy Reid regime. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson was uh, Chip Kelly's first draft pick. Right. In in 2013, I think it was uh, was he fourth overall in the first round. Yep. So yeah, I mean you know, um, it, ten, eleven, twelve years with all these guys, and uh, you know Howie Ro- Howie Roseman has a lot of work to do. Yeah. I mean, you saw, you know, the defensive backfield uh, needs a total a total re- reboot, if you will. Uh, you know, I know they've gotten some some young players on that defensive front over the last couple of drafts. They've done pretty well with that. 
Uh, but uh, you know they've got a the back seven or, or the back yeah the back seven needs a whole reboot mm-hmm. outside of Hassan Reddick yeah I mean really yeah you're right um, and and the offensive line I mean Lane Johnson you know the record uh, when Lane Johnson doesn't play they t- typically don't win mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna have to probably pick up another tackle here pretty soon and I know they've you know they've they've plugged in Jurgens looks like a, a a a good player and he'll probably move over to the center position. Um, you know, and they've, you know, they've got Dickerson and, you know, they've got, you know, my lot is still, you know, a young player, but they they probably have to, uh, reboot, uh, the right side of that offensive line here before too long. Closing moments with Harry Mays here on talk radio, 1210 WPHT. You know, let me just ask you one on Jalen hurts. He, you know, we always love talking about the quarterback. Yeah. He had a monster year last year. They were on the doorstep of winning the super bowl. He gets the big contract, you know, this year, new coordinators, injuries, the knee never looked like he was a hundred percent. He's got the dislocated middle finger. Uh, you, you said the word reboot and reset. Do you think Jalen hurts needs a reboot or a reset? Or is that, is, that over the top and too harsh and was this maybe just kind of a little bit of a regression from possibly a career year last year yeah it was a regression there's there's no question about it and i i think you know maybe the changing coordinators had a lot to do with that uh he needs you know he needs good coaching he needs to get back to utilizing his legs which was a big part of of the you know the whole skill set that he brings to the table i mean think about where this team would be if the nfl had had outlawed the tush push before this season (laughs) yeah right I mean, think about how many first downs. They didn't convert a third down last night. Nope. They were 0 for 9, and you know, they went for the, the two-point conversion when they got the penalty, and and they couldn't push it in. I mean, if that wasn't indicative of the last you know seven or eight weeks of this season, I don't know what was. I mean, yeah. You can't even convert a tush push yep. for a one-yard two-point conversion. The season is over. You're right. And, you know, Stocker made a funny point, and it's true. Uh, if, they, if the Cowboys move on from McCarthy – and the Eagles yeah. fire Sirianni, and right now we don't have any idea if they will or not. Washington already fired Rivera. The Giants, yeah. Stocker said this earlier, the Giants would be the only team in the division to retain their head coach in Brian right. Dayball, and they won what, five, six games? Yeah, exactly. One over the Eagles. One over the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they could be in the Belichick sweepstakes, so who knows? Right, and, and that's the other thing. I mean, I don't think there's any way McCarthy survives, so... If you're thinking about making a move, I mean, you, you got to move now because yep. one of these, you know, one of these teams is going to interview one of these, you know, Harbaugh. If Jim Harbaugh makes the move from Michigan to the NFL, uh, you know, Belichick's going to go somewhere. Uh, uh, Vrabel, name down in yeah, Vrabel. He's going to be a hot candidate too, and you know, it's you got to move fast. There's yep. a couple of hot coordinators in Houston and Detroit that are probably going to get jobs so yep. uh you, you got to make a move if you're thinking about it do it i agree all right harry mace good stuff uh we'll look to, uh, forward to breaking down a victory hopefully at some point in 2024 with you next year terrific have a great week folks. all right there he is the great harry mace breaking it down yeah there's a possibility that bill belichick ends up in the nfc east can you imagine that's going to be if it's not in philadelphia it's going to be tough to stomach because he will win, I think. His time has passed. So oh, yeah, he's not going to be there it. for long. But no. two or three years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, uh, nine forty Tuesday morning. Let's get to uh, what's on the cut sheet, part seven. What's <laughs> on the cut sheet? I do. You know, guys, the elites are over in Davos. Did you know that? Oh, they're getting ready to I tell am. us how we have to live our life in twelve years for WEF, right? Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah, WEF? World Economic Forum. Um, big it, big chartered flights. You know it, they're concerned don't about make the uh, fun climate. Of it. In 
an independent reporter uh, saw John Kerry and his entourage on the street <laughs> and asked him, what's the carbon footprint of these events every single year? That you, and, and why do you come here? Yeah. Uh, all good questions. John Kerry had no time for it. Yeah. I have no time for this peon talking to me. Uh, this is cut 23 here, Phil. Uh, go. What's the carbon footprint of these events every single year that you come here? <laughs> Think it's worth it? No. Peasants pay for your crimes? <laughs> That's a stupid question. Is it, is it really? Is it, is, it, is it more stupid than you travelling here to tell us? <laughs> Please, I'm, sorry? We're done. We're done. We are done now. <laughs> Grab me. You can't grab us. This is a free society, mate. This is, we have freedom of the press. Why do you think you're more important? Your carbon footprint doesn't matter, but everybody else around the world suggested that. Nobody ever suggested that. Don't make up stupid questions. <laughs> being here suggests that. Stupid question. You being here every single year and doing this suggests that. And, and I have done a huge amount. Listen, now it's finished. Please. Why can't I ask him questions? Please. Who are you? Why are you trying to bully me out of us? No, so that, that a lot of people say no to a lot of the policies and agendas he pushes. They don't get a choice, so why can't we ask him a question in a public space? Can you not touch me? Can you not touch me? <laughs> this is great. She's mm -hmm. grabbing the mic. Yeah. Yeah, you have to watch this video. No, I'm, I'm uh -huh. happy. Oh, Wefreport.com. Oh. Rebel News. YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPH. So, so answer, yeah. we can walk I nicely. your question. What did you answer? Please, sir, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I don't know. Sir, sir. Listen, I... That's all right. We're walking to the meeting. Love the accent. Okay, thanks. Why are you working so hard to protect such a criminal? <laughs> That's right. Criminals. Why, why are you protecting criminals? Look at her. Mm -hmm. There you go. I love, I, I love that kind of reporting. So do I. It I love that when Howard Stern gone. did it with Stuttering yeah. John. Like, I, I love that type of reporting. You put those idiots right on the spot. It's hysterical. Yep. <laughs> you will own nothing and like it. You might end up eating <laughs> bugs. You will become allergic to meat. And don't you dare question me or Taylor Swift for our carbon footprint. <laughs> um, but he's in a public space. Yeah. Yes. He had a good point. Yes. yes. Why can't I ask questions in a public space? Yes, yeah, Sid Weiss on YouTube. Uh, get away, peasants. And, yes. Know, exactly. No time. Exactly oh, I have he, no time for this. He was like the Muppets, like the grumpy yep. guy in the balcony. What a stupid question. What a stupid question. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I just remember when Howard Stern used to send out Stuttering John to interview like Chevy Chase. Yep. <laughs> when he hated <laughs> Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase like wanted to punch. So oh, yeah. It was hysterical. Yeah, these elites, they don't like to be caught off guard. I love it. I love it. We need we need more of that stuff. Anyway, uh, Nikki Haley from her third place, uh, I guess it's a win, but her her third place placing in last night's Iowa caucus, uh, they rolled out the red carpet for her on CBS Sunday morning or um, CBS this morning, excuse yeah, of me, uh, where she was interviewed by Gail King. This is what she said to her about her placing in Iowa last night. This is cut twenty. Do I have this here? Maybe I don't have it. I don't know. This is Nikki Haley. Go. Then some of Trump voters to vote for you. It's interesting. The latest poll shows yesterday, 65% of the caucus voters still do not believe that Joe Biden legitimately won this election. How do you combat it when people just don't believe the facts? 
that no matter what you say, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, he appears in many respects to be untouchable. How do you sway his voters to say, over here, guys, please listen to what we're saying? I mean, look at the last New Hampshire poll, Gail. I mean, you can look at it. The reason we're getting people is because we're telling them the truth. That's what people want. They don't want any more political rhetoric. They just want the truth. And I've told them the hard truth. Look, I'm wondering, I voted I'm for Governor, President I'm wondering, Trump Governor, twice. do they really want the truth? I was proud to serve in I, his administration. Honestly, honestly, I'm wondering, do they want the truth? Because you give them the what? truth, but they still say, nope, I, nope, nope. I, can I ask a question? Why why bother having her on if you're yes. just going to interrupt her? Thank I, you. I, I'm a little surprised. I, I would expect them to interrupt... Uh, well, certainly Trump, but he wouldn't be on there in the first place. Um, I would expect them to interrupt DeSantis. With the way they've been propping her up, I'm a little surprised that they are being so compact. She couldn't even get the answer out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also telling, too, about the fact that they want her on the CBS morning show. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to leave that out there. Just a little bit more of this. It's so. not legit. Look, Americans do want the truth, but they want the truth about the things they care about. They want the mm. truth about why inflation is high and what we're going to do about it. They want the truth why about why only 31% of 8th graders in our country can read, and they want to know what we're going to do about it. They want the truth on why our border is open and what we're going to do to secure it once and for all. They want the truth on why we don't have law and order in this country anymore. And they want the truth on what we're going to do to prevent war. That's what they want. That's what I've heard in over 75 town halls. That's what the people in New Hampshire care about no one's talking about the election of 2020 everybody's talking about the election of 2024 and what they do know is they don't want a couple of 80 year olds to be their choices they want to see a new generational leader that's going to have new solutions no vendettas no vengeance no drama just someone that's going to go in there fight for them and give them results interesting yeah look that last part that she said i think she's that's a great message for her in, yeah. in, in what, por- what yeah. portion? The two 80-year-olds and nobody wants to hear bickering and vengeance mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They just want people to get things done for them. She's a fine one, though, to talk about peace over war. <laughs> I will say that. And I tell you, what, maybe it's it's just you know not worth mentioning or it's you know the seventh most important thing she said, but it, it is kind of imperative. Only 31% of eighth graders can read. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, whether that's correct or not, even if it's off by a few points, it's pretty damn alarming. It yeah. is very un- A third yeah. of eighth graders can read? Well, it, it depends on the school district, but the numbers that came out again this year in Philadelphia and especially cities like ours, yeah. it's um, it's oh devastating news. By the way, it looks like she's in Concord, New, New Hampshire. I, I don't know if I have that correct or not, but she's in a, like, a, like a diner or something, and it looks like there's... About 10 people there. Yeah. So, I, I you know. And, and speaking of diners, by the way, Fox News this morning with their uh, the Fox and Friends show, they had Lawrence Jones out in the uh, the diner in Iowa. Yeah. And they had, like this little breakfast bar where everybody's sitting up there eating their omelets and stuff. A lot of people, and I, I, I just noticed these things. Everybody was drinking soda. Is that a thing? Is, well, soda, I, I is mean, soda a morning caffeine choice? If, I've never seen look, people do that. Look, I'm going to say something elitist, like, John Kerry uh-uh. and Davos, but like if you're going to a diner for breakfast and diners in general, you're not super concerned about your health. No, but, <laughs> but I, if you like, go to a diner, you have coffee. coffee, right? I mean, I see people drink coffee, obviously, followed by those you know energy drinks, uh, Celsius, a Bang, whatever, a Red Bull, soda at six thirty-five in the morning with an omelet. I mean, I you know, know. It just kind of threw me off. Caffeine, one way or another. Uh, What's the so. difference between coffee and soda? Uh, like you're getting coffee or you're getting caffeine, one way or another. I don't know. It's just, uh, just wrong. Yeah. 
Anyway. All right, we have to break. Those are the things I see. Yeah. 9.48, that'll do it for Cut Sheet Part 10. Uh, we'll come <laughs> back, wrap it up with who on Twitter and YouTube today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show. 12 minutes out. Stay right there. And you know, Parks Casino is the number one casino experience in the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania because Parks has it all. It's the only casino I ever recommend. As you know, 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 live table games, the best sports book on the entire East Coast, award-winning restaurants, New York's best club comedians every other Thursday night, and the best bands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. Plus, top headliners every single weekend at the 1,500-seat Excite Center at Parks Casino. World-class headliners like comedian Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Headlines February 16th and 17th, Band of Horses Rocks Parks Casino February 10th, comedian Nikki Glazer March 9th, and singer-songwriter Emmylou Harris March 22nd. So plus, you get free parking, valet parking, electric vehicle charging stations for all guests. For all things Parks Casino, just visit ParksCasino.com, P-A-R-X, Parks Casino and Sportsbook. This is how you win. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Kale & Company, Tuesday morning, putting a bow on another show, the Dawn Show. That's seven minutes out, and we find out what she has lined up at 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, so fresh off of the campaign trail, our own Kathy Barnett, locally, Montgomery County mom, wife, and also obviously ran for ran for public office here in Pennsylvania, but then was named as a, a major person helping to run the Vivek Ramaswamy campaign. So she'll be here to talk about her experience, what we can expect. He obviously has suspended, as we've reported, suspended his campaign last night. But the experience, certainly there's, there's some great insights, and you want to hear what Kathy Barnett has to say. And then coming up in the 11 a.m. hour, I know we have a lot planned for the show, but 11 a.m., we'll talk to our friend Sergeant Betsy Brantner-Smith, National Police Association, reacting to some of the plans that are going on here in Philadelphia, as well as to the breaking news of a, a violent crime that happened on Temple's campus just this, or near Temple's campus this morning. So we'll break all of that down. And we're keeping track of the storm, the snow. We got it all. All right. Dawn show coming up in about six minutes as we wrap up a Tuesday with Who Won Twitter today. Who Won Twitter? Going YouTube first. I'm going to give it to E. Flores 88. Uh, he calls uh, John Kerry Lurch. That's what Rush Limbaugh used to call him. Hmm. He says, I've seen Lurch's house in Boston. Not a windmill or a solar panel in sight. <laughs> Are you saying it's another hypocrite? How uh-huh. dare you? Yep. Who Won Twitter? And Twitter, I'm giving to Rich Nataro. He says, uh, tell Greg Stocker the difference in drinking a cup of coffee over soda is about 15 teaspoons of sugar. I'm surprised Don Stenslin didn't jump all over that statement. Oh, I know. Sorry. He's rich is right. Yeah. yeah. I bring it. All right. Well, there you go. Richard. Well, that high fructose syrup. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Good win for Dick. Nice work out of him. All right. That'll do it for us on this Tuesday. We're back tomorrow at Wednesday. Tony Bruno at 830. The Dawn Show is next. Everybody have a great rest of your day. And as Senator John Fetterman would say. Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.